Hello, listeners, and welcome to another uh, star-studded episode of Edgeguard, the podcast where we uh, take a closer look at games on the fringe. I'm Blake, your host, and the star of today's show. <laughs> the aforementioned star. Uh-huh, is here. Oh, I'm the star. Oh, I thought you were the star. No, you're the star. You so have I'm, studied I'm the this celebrity podcast. guest uh, that you'll be interviewing. Um, That's well, right. Let me tell you about my life. So it all begins... When I was born, and it's been uh, steadily right. downhill. From I'm gonna, there. I'm gonna have to cut you off <laughs> because we don't have time for Jordan's life story. We do have time, however, to talk about a video game. Uh, the video game uh, for this week is a game by the name of Lithium City, uh, which we played on Steam. You can buy it for eight United States dollars. Uh, and Jordan, I just want to start off. This game fucking slaps. This game is uh. awesome. <laughs> Yes, I agree that this game is awesome. Uh, we'll we'll talk about um, almost all of my um, like uh, hesitations about this game have to do with uh, something that has nothing to do with the game itself, which is that <laughs> um, you can play it with mouse and keyboard or with control your gamepad controller. And uh, mm-hmm. my controller just stopped working uh, in the final when I was playing the final uh, um, level, so I was forced to use mouse and keyboard. And uh, I think it's actually it's quite time. I think mouse and keyboard works really well for most of the game, with the exception mm. of the final boss it is not good. Yeah. So, yeah. But yes, yeah. I agree. This game is fucking dope from like the first like 30 seconds. You're just like, uh huh. Oh, tight. Yeah. Yeah. This game rules before we get uh, too far into talking about uh, why it rules and how much it rules. I do want to talk about the developers because I, I did uh, I spent an unusually long amount of time learning about the developers of this game uh, <laughs> because it's basic is mostly made by one person. That person is named uh, Nico Tuas Tuason. I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce the name. Uh, who is a uh, a game developer based in the Philippines? Uh, also credited on the game is John Kamara, who is Nico's younger brother, who did the uh, sound design and music. Uh, and then also Terry Tuason, who is uh, Nico's wife, who did like bi- business development and PR for the game. Mm. But the vast majority of this game was made by Nico. His his story is very interesting. He, uh, in conjunction with releasing this game, he put out uh, this really long blog post talking about his his life as a game developer uh, over the last decade. It's it's extremely interesting. Yeah, uh, we I'll, should. Uh, I'll, we I'll should probably post get it into it a Twitter. little bit yeah yeah we'll, I'll, we'll post I'll, I'll the whole post thing to twitter i'm sure i'll bring up uh, little bits and pieces from it throughout because uh it's just interesting context and also uh it probably like it, it's i'm probably biased because i like really really liked playing this game but i'm like uh-huh. i just want to root i just want to root for this guy uh he and his wife live in the philippines with their five children uh and you know this game is uh you know a part of their livelihood depends on this game doing well. So I, I want it to do well. I'm rooting for them. Um, but anyway, with, uh, uh, after all of that, uh, we can, uh, you know, actually start talking about the game. So, uh, I guess, how would you describe what this game is? Jordan? Uh, I would say lithium city is a stylized isometric action Boo. game. Set in a- <laughs> Boo. Uh, I would describe it as an isometric action game. I actually think that's right. And if you want to be a little more spe- specifics, you could say, isometric action shooter because i think that the sort of most i mean i've never seen isometric shooting before i don't think so that's the kind of like Mm. most um 
like novel bit of it, although that's only one one of the ways that you you fight. Um, okay, uh, it, here's here's a, here's a here's a, a me rephrasing my question. If you were making this game and you wanted to elevate or pitch it to someone, what would you say that the game is? Uh, I would call it isometric cyberpunk hotline Miami. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. My description also includes hotline Miami, which (laughs) is an inspiration for the game because back when the game first started development was when hotline Miami was uh, a bit newer and more popular. Mm -hmm. Um, my uh my pitch for the game is what if hyperlight drifter and hotline miami had a baby uh-huh. uh, and it had a titanfall 2 style campaign titanfall 2 style campaign so so my so my my titanfall 2 the the point the touch point there comes from the the use of mechanics in each level oh and, and then, then you just dump them the next yeah 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 because i think i think that's what makes this game really special i mean the the action by itself is feels good and the look of the game is awesome the music is incredible yeah uh, but i think i think the thing that really makes it feel special to me is that uh each of the levels as you're going through them uh you know they introduce m- new mechanics flesh them out uh and then right before they start f- getting old they get rid of them and yeah, bring in something and go to the new. next one yeah uh, totally. and it, it felt extremely to me like a like titanfall 2 or even like half-life 2 where it's like okay we set up the uh the basics of like here's how you play the game here are the verbs that you're going to be able to do universally mm-hmm. and that's sort of like the first level yeah and then and then after that point it's like now we're every every level we're going to throw something new and interesting at you and they're all really interesting and extremely well executed in my opinion yeah i i um yeah i totally agree that the i see your comparison to titanfall 2 now the 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 sort of like each each level has a really distinct sort of like mood or character to it like it really feels mm-hmm. like like this oh this level you know you can just say like one feature of the level and it immediately sure. connotes like the whole thing. And you're like, Oh yeah, that one. Um, like, ah, oh, the train level. Uh, yeah. And actually and- I was going to say on that note, before we uh, get too far, I would say um, this game doesn't, it doesn't have a lot of like story. Most of that is sort of like implied. Um, but I will say, I think this game has a lot of fun mechanical surprises. So if you are mm. interested in it at all, uh, and if you aren't interested in it, you should be because it's extremely good. Uh, please <laughs> just go buy it and play it right now and then come back later because uh, I think the surprises of this game will be better if you haven't heard us talk about them. Uh, but anyway, with that, we can we can, you know, talk about everything. Uh, indeed. Um, so where to start with this? So I am. Um, I thought it was interesting that you the you start playing as the final boss, right? And then you switch uh-huh. to your your wow, main character. Wow, you're really like, all right, we we've we've given the spoiler warning. Now <laughs> immediately talk about. I mean, not that it's like some huge reveal, but it was it was a cool moment. Anyway, I guess sorry, it was a bit of a re- well, we did warn them though. So, um, uh, the something about that first sequence just feels so badass. The way that she like oh, the, she just like does that like that like slow walk with that huge katana in her hand. Uh-huh. Super cool. Um, well, so I guess before we um, like get to do, we should talk about like the basic mechanics of the game, which is that 
you are in an isometric perspective uh you can move around you have a a sort of dash that uh you know it's very popular in like 2d and uh i guess in basically all uh melee action games uh at this point and a lot of uh action games period even with guns in them uh, but you have a dash that just like lets you cover a lot of ground really fast. And then you can pick up we- weapons and use them as melee weapons, or you can pick up guns and it has sort of a twin stick shooter type vibe. You can aim and then shoot. Uh, and that's, that's basically the game. I mean, it, it's like a three button game, three buttons and well, two sticks. Twin and stick that's shooter. If you're using uh, a game pad. Yeah. Well, any, any sensible person would play this with a gamepad, Jordan. <laughs> no, I think that as soon as you, well, I think that the shooting is much better with a mouse and keyboard. Cause I think that any, any aiming based mechanic is always far superior, not with a controller, uh, but, but that's just because dude. I didn't grow up on controller shooters. I grew up on, uh, on uh, PC shooters, but I just think the the sort of mechanic that makes me think that mouse and keyboard works really well is I just found it much easier to kind of like, peak corners with uh-huh. uh with a gun like you know stand on the corner and just pop your head out for one second and shoot and uh pop back um, yeah but this game has a fucking dash you don't need that dash out blast away dash back in baby yeah well you could do that but then when you're fighting the swat team guys at the end that doesn't always work because no, they're it works they're so fast just fine it mm. works just fine we'll talk about the swat team guys. it depends what I, gun you have i think if you have the the auto shotgun it works well against them but uh oh really i see i played all controller and i preferred the uh the silenced assault rifle thing we'll get to the swat team guys don't <laughs> worry jordan i have thoughts but i did want to echo your your praise of that the the very start which actually isn't one of the six main levels it's like the prologue we were right. playing as this sort of like long pink haired woman uh and there's like this really quiet kind of ambient but like pounding like uh drum like <laughs> And you're just like slow. Your movement speed is really slow, but then you have that super fast dash. Uh, and any time a character like starts aiming at you to shoot you, it goes into like slow motion as you like dash over and slash them up with your katana. And man, what a mm-hmm. what a great like way to start this game uh, and to sort of like uh, set the tone for uh, what this game is going to be. Uh, I, I I loved the intro in this game. I was like immediately in. Yeah, totally. I thought the intro was was very good as well. I was very um I wanted that katana, man. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the game. That was the, that was the, the coolest game. weapon. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. uh, so um I I think it might be interesting to just talk a little bit about like like the sorts of things that come up in an isometric uh point mm. of view for an action game. Because okay. that was that was sort of the thing that felt uh, most new and unusual to me. And there, he talks mm. a little bit about it in this blog post. So y- since you read the whole thing, maybe you have uh, mm. more thoughts about this, but there's an interesting sort of problem of, uh, you know, the, what the player sees um, ch- makes it look like targets are bigger or smaller than they are in like uh, in game, because, you know, if you're shooting uh, up or down, um, mm-hmm. people will be thin. If you're shooting right or left, they're, they're way bigger. So he mm-hmm. mentioned that he had to, you know, they had to do some creative, um, creative design to work around that problem. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I don't know if you remember what he said. I didn't actually read the blog post, but I thought that was, it did feel to me like, um, so maybe this isn't like something you can totally overcome, but it did feel mm-hmm. to me like it was easier to hit people when they were to my right and my left. 
Um, oh, I see. I don't know if you felt the same way. Yeah, I mean, in general, I do think the isometrics perspective. So throughout that that big long blog, which again we'll have to link because it's really interesting. Um, he kind of talks about how as a kid he played a lot of like isometric PC games, like strategy games. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. And so he always wanted to make isometric games, so that's kind of why this game exists there. And it's sure. actually the one thing about this game that I think is a little bit it does it is it, it works sometimes and there are a few times when it doesn't work as well uh i think there are a few times when uh it's really hard to tell what angle things are coming at you from or like if the angle uh for you to shoot someone is there or not i think yeah there are, there i are did times. find yeah and the, the fact there that, were definitely uh, places where i thought that i had cover like the corner uh-huh. yep. um and you don't but you don't uh, or I thought that the enemy did not have cover and they did. And they did. Yep. Um, yeah, that's exactly. I think I think this the camera perspective never changes is like a locked camera perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that definitely uh, in a few moments is to the, the detriment of the game. And yeah, yeah he does it, talk it, about it, how it's you basically have to like change the I, I don't know exactly but I, he mentions like changing the hitboxes of stuff depending on what angle you're viewing them from yeah because that's what it, in the little image he has posted that's what it looks like uh-huh. they did which is man yeah, that's got to be tedious to accomplish <laughs> yeah you have to you have to do some tricks to make uh like hit detection because if you did it realistically then it would just feel impossible it would feel too easy from some angles and impossible from other angles. Yeah. So you kind of have to like fudge it in a very <laughs> specific yeah, way subtly, yeah. uh, to, to make it work. And it does for, you know, I would say 95% of this game. I would there agree. So few I, the, I thought that yeah. it, I didn't even really notice it until the SWAT team guys, because they, oh, really? they just have such fast reaction times that yeah. I had to be, I just had to be thinking about cover so much more like, so you, you didn't notice you, it with the helicopter? Oh, uh, maybe I noticed it with the helicopter. Um, okay. The well, I I guess I I didn't find the helicopter. I, I kind of had to compensate for it, but I didn't find it made the the level substantially harder. It was kind of like, oh, mm. this is just not the way I quite imagine it. Whereas the SWAT mm-hmm. guys, it like that that level dragged on for me. It was like. I, oh, interesting. Th- so it's just like so many times I was like standing somewhere where I thought I was totally fine and then just get blasted. So um, I think I think part of that experience might have to do with your experience playing with mouse and keyboard versus gamepad. Yeah, because, that's true. Uh, you just a, don't miss with gamepad because you got your goddamn aim assist. Cheaters. Well, the, the thing is, is that you uh, because you don't have like that precise aim rather than like trying to carefully wait around a corner and tag them right as they go around. I'm like mm. dashing out into the hallway, shooting sure. them a bunch of times and then dashing back the other way. Uh, because you know, that sort of like smash and dash, uh, way of trying to kill people worked a lot better when you, because they, they draw a beat on you just so quick, which we're maybe getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Um, as far as like the different mechanics, I think it's kind of the hard thing about this game is that like, there are so many mechanics that only exist in one level that it's like kind of hard yeah. to, it's kind of hard to talk about them without sort of talking about it lin- linearly. So maybe we should like lay out what the, the general flow of the levels is. Do you think that's a, sure. a sound approach? Okay. 
so the you have the prologue that we talked about before where you play as the sort of uh, pink haired woman with the katana uh you f- kill a few guys and then you get to this rooftop where there's like eight guys surrounding you with guns it goes into slow motion you dash around and kill them all and then your character sort of like drops her sword on the ground and like grabs her head like what have i done type thing and then we cut to uh a closet and uh you are playing as another character you yeah, break out of I this like, like barrel <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so now you're a, a short, blue-haired uh, anime-type gir- girl, and you uh, sort of go out and you start uh, punching these sort mm-hmm. of, like, mindless zombie guys, and you sort of work your way up through this level, you know, eventually you're picking up melee weapons and running up to people and uh, beating the shit out of them with it. With and then, pipes and then knives, eventually. Yeah, and, and then uh, uh, even more, eventually, guns. Yes, and then even more eventually umbrellas and briefcases <laughs> oh sure sure so then you you kind of uh i guess i kind of split the game uh in my mind into like two two arcs so there's like kind of the first arc where you you have that intro sequence that is kind of like it's a little bit like a something in like a triple a game are you familiar with the term abilities uh no but i can i you know, yeah. put together what it means you can into it. Yeah. It's basically, uh, when at the start of a game you get like to play as a fully upgraded character and have all these badass abilities. And then the game yeah. for some narrative reason takes those all away from you and sets you back at square one. So you have sort of an abilities type thing. And then in my mind, the first three chapters are like, all right, now you're building back up as the blue haired character learning, uh, the, all the different, uh, you know, things that you can do, uh, with the or you're learning the basic mechanics of the game of like you know moving dashing shooting throwing items picking up new items uh you're learning all that and then uh it all culminates in this like giant fight which i'm sure we'll talk about at the end of the third chapter that is uh incredible amazing pretty hard but and really hectic but super fun and then at at the end of that then you have the fourth chapter which is kind of it's a little bit of a reset uh, and then after Except that, isn't that uh, one where you get grenades? <laughs> Reset no, that's, with- a, that's the third one is when you get the grenades. Oh, is it? Okay. Chapter three. Yeah. As a person who played the game twice. Oh, well, I can, excuse I me. I can say, I can say, I mean, yeah, I did. I, I played it yesterday and I liked it so much that I played it again. <laughs> I started, I started playing it again right <laughs> after I beat it. And then I finished it. A second Blake, time did today. you like this game? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, then the, after level four, they start introducing mechanics that like sort of differ from the basic a little bit. I don't know. Does, does that overview feel good to you? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I do think most of the middle ones, it is like the, the mechanics that are introduced are on the smaller side. Although, I mean, there tends to be like one big environment thing in each of them as Uh well. Like the train, the helicopter, the conveyor Mm -hmm. belts, um, mm-hmm. And that is for the most part specific to one level. Um, That's true. Yeah. The one that felt like the most uh, sort of like change of pace to me was the train one, just because it's like, yeah, suddenly we're, we're back in, you know, close quarters, punching uh-huh. melee one. But I did, I did find that one, one of the most fun, uh, like, like um, from the perspective of just like environmental storytelling, I just think thought there was something very stylish about this, like uh, yeah. fighting people on a train. And there are all these like, these like robotic businessmen 
that they're uh-huh. like balding, what I thought was kind of amusing. Yeah. And like, why are um, you fighting these people? These no, are just no, guys yeah, getting totally. on a train and they want to kill you for some yeah. reason. And then eventually you have to fight big dudes. <laughs> yeah. Big office yeah. dudes. I, I mean, that's kind of the reason I, I make that di- division is like you have those first three levels building up to this like crazy hectic fight. And then afterward, you kind of need a reprieve because it is like that fight is crazy. The, uh, and then, the train? No, right before the train. The, oh, the, is like, that the big one where, thing you- where you're there's like the tables with a zillion oh, yeah, guns and yeah, grenades yeah. and you're just fighting a million different yeah. guys. Um, yeah, dude, just gotta throw grenades. <laughs> I, those grenades will fuck you up if you're not careful. Yeah, but you just do as much damage to you as they will to the bad guys. That's true, but you just stand in the corner. It's true, though, that they have a huge radius and it takes up almost uh-huh. the whole battle space. So you have. To yeah. Yeah. Really the grenades are there. extremely good. I'm like, why aren't all grenades like this? These, <laughs> these grenades rule. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh then you have that sort of train sequence where the number of enemies is has gone down a lot but the space where you're fighting them is much more constrained yeah uh and it kind of uh, serves as a reset and also it's you're traveling between the area where the first half of the game takes place and then the area where the last half of the game takes place where it's you're sort of like in the in like the, the i think the first mission is called cathedral well basically you're like in the you're in the city proper is the impression i got because yeah. there's this whole reveal of here's the city and there's a really big music swell yeah um uh so one question i wanted to ask you is uh i mean this is a little bit of a meaningless question because the game kind of just progressively gets more difficult but i'm curious which mm-hmm. level you found hardest um mm. And if which level or which like individual uh, sequence? I guess we can do individual sequence start it because some of them yeah that's true some of them it's like there was one room or one little uh, straight mm. away that was the hardest um, yeah mm. I would say I, I don't know that there's one single hardest one I would say the sort of like soccer game thing oh yeah <laughs> that one was uh, that one was that one was maybe the most frustrating for me um, I, I didn't find that one that hard, but I think I got kind of lucky because I just uh-huh. stood right by where the ball releases. And if uh-huh. you just, you can kind of just camp right there. And I got like three lucky shots just by hitting it oh, as soon yeah. as it dropped down. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I figured out how to do it. Um, I, I, the problem I had with that level is that I couldn't tell, uh, at times the, where the ball was in 3d space because yeah. it, looked so plainly like a two-dimensional object uh that it was yeah. really hard for me to perceive where it was in three dimensions so i would just miss it a lot yeah uh, but um uh, that section was hard the the helicopter chasing you which we didn't talk about but you get to this zone and there's like this big helicopter and periodically like every 30 seconds or something it just shoots this minigun that will kill you in like half a second yeah uh, and so you're basically like running around hiding behind cover and it's it's like rotating around you uh and so this yeah. is the other part of the game that i talked about earlier where i i found the uh my position in relation to this uh, helicopter that's about to shoot the hell out of me with a minigun and kill me really quickly um i had a hard time uh figuring out when the cover was actually between me and the thing because yeah there's a certain like the at, at, there were times where the depth just kind of becomes lost which yeah well we the, the, the nice thing the game does which i think is quite seems quite clearly to be an attempt to compensate for that problem is uh, a pretty long uh 
like two or three seconds when the the like laser pointer from the uh-huh. Gatling gun uh, is showing. So at least at the start of the chain of bullets, you can see yeah. exactly where it's going to go, which I thought was a nice, you know, one of yeah, the many that- little things the game tries to do to overcome that problem. Although I think you're right that the it's part of it's just a limitation of the isometric perspective that it just like mm-hmm. it gives you um, a sort of like weird relation to space that is sometimes hard to hard to navigate and maybe that's part of the reason why so you know the that perspective is so exclusively associated with like strategy and turn-based games Mm. where where like quick spatial reflexes aren't important sure Um, sure yeah yeah and actually it's funny you mentioned the laser thing because that was not in the game originally it was patched in i was reading the patch notes sure and i was like i I can't even imagine how hard this that would have been so hard without that but but you're right in that there are so many little tweaks uh, that I feel like are almost not meant to be uh, noticed. Uh, they're just meant to be felt. Uh, like, for sure. example, in the soccer level, enemies don't damage you, which I, yeah, I, I didn't notice a, that for a while. That took a second. Yeah, it wasn't even a conscious thought until I was like really over on their side of the field and getting poked by those sword guys, which uh, were still to me one of the biggest pain in the ass enemies in this game were the sword guys just because of how many hits they can get out you and quits. They can kind of like stun lock yeah, you. The stun almost. locking. Well, the stun locking really hurts in the final boss I found. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, they, they do it as well. They, um, yeah, that they sort of like, um, bring me to something else that I found interesting about this game. I don't know how I feel about it, but there are like enemies. I would say the SWAT guys, those sword dudes, and then mm-hmm. the final boss is pretty much the only ones where mm-hmm. they they have so uh, a reaction time that's so fast mm-hmm. that it seems like it's impossible for you to beat them in you know one on one like acting faster than them. Mm-hmm. Um, they it, you kind of have to like plan around, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fight them in ways that their reaction time doesn't doesn't mm-hmm. work. So with the sword guys, it's either like you can sometimes. It's e- even dashing to the other side of them is doesn't always work because they turn around so fast. But mm-hmm. um, you know, ranged attacks work for those guys. The mm-hmm. um, the the SWAT guys, I kind of found that like uh, keeping um, just getting the first shot, like uh, leading them. So like uh-huh. uh, I'll start shooting and then Before continue around shooting the corner. Uh, around mm-hmm. the corner because there's a, a tiny bit of hit stun when you hit them. So if you're just fighting one sure. of them, that will almost always work. Mm-hmm. And then the the SWAT shotgun guys, uh, I didn't really have a system for beating them other than I found that shooting them from a long distance was pretty effective because then the spread doesn't mm-hmm. murder you. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Those guys fucked me up. Yeah. See, I think for me, um, I, I mean, I agree that like uh, there are definitely some enemies where their reaction time is just in crazy. And the SWAT guys, actually, let's talk about the SWAT guys. Uh, okay, I love sure. the I love the SWAT guys. Oh, I that, hated that level. That <laughs> that sequence, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Because you've really? been fighting these guys and like admittedly they'll kill you pretty fast, but uh because their guns will kill you in one or two hits, depending on what gun they have. Um, but for the most part, uh you've been fighting these guys, they're kind of slow to react, and you're like running up on them and hitting them with the pipe and stuff, and then you've progressed through the game and you the way they're introduced is you like get into this room you kill two of the normal guys and right as you're about to leave the room then like these crazy SWAT guys come in and they're like bigger and they just move totally differently rather than the other guys like 
either standing around or running at you. These guys like kind of slowly stalk around and they always have their gun raised and uh, they, they tend to kind of like move in pairs uh, and when you, if you like the second you get in their line of sight, they're just like, they're yeah. on you, like boom, shooting yeah. at you. Well, uh, not even also, necessarily line of sight. They also turn around quite fast sometimes, but yes, line oh, of sight, sure. they just annihilate you. Yeah. And their, their guns have laser pointers. So you're like seeing these lasers like yeah. playing off the wall. I just found that whole sequence. Like it felt like those guys were fucking hunting you. Uh, and I thought that it was super effective. It just totally worked for me because I mean, I think the thing for me is that their, their behavior is like pretty predictable, right? Like they kind of just walk around from room to room, like just scanning around. You could, my, I found the thing that worked best was to get behind them. So basically uh, play off them comes to your like, cause when you're behind them, you just have that extra split second of them turning around sure. to shoot them. And so you can, you can win the one-on-one fight. So you, my, basically yeah. my thing was like, they're I mean, hunting yeah. me. I've got to, you can kind of like play them off by like, Oh, okay. I'm going to shoot over here. And then I'm going to dash into another room because once they hear me shoot, they're going to start coming to where they hear the shooting. And then I'm going to find the guy in the back of the, in the back of the procession and pick him off really quick. And then sure. they're going to hear that and start coming this way. And you can kind of like play around. I, I ended up like taking a note that it's like, I wrote this. I wrote tactical Pac-Man because uh, in a similar way to the Pac-Man ghost, you can kind of play their AI. You know what behavior they're going to have. They, if you, if you, if you watch them, they, they aren't, they don't really behave like real people or real SWAT team members, but yet they still, there's, they still evoke this feeling that like these guys are hunting you. Like they're, yeah, they're I not mean, just the regular guys you've been fighting the rest of the game. Like these guys are professionals and they are fucking hunting you yeah down. and you have to shoot them way more <laughs> uh-huh. they are very they're very durable and they, yeah i definitely and they, agree and they the, carry this... the they carry like much better weapons like oh the yeah silenced, way better dude that gun the full no, auto dude, the, like silence the full thing. auto shotgun so is way better it's so good it just I, one, it one shots everyone and it two shots the swat team guys how could you not want that and you can sh- I, if you just spam click you can do like it shoots so fast yeah i just liked the i liked the the like silenced ar gun way too much i just thought it sounded cool just like well it does sound super cool i'll give you that but yeah you just feel like shotgun all day dude there's a reason why you'll fight six of the guys with the silenced ar and only one Uh shotgun guy clearly he's the boss i mean i think the shotgun's pretty good but uh i just i just preferred the the ar i i really liked it so I, I didn't struggle. I mean, those that level was definitely like those uh, or the rooms with the SWAT guys. They're definitely hard and uh, among the hardest in the game. But I I personally loved that part. I was mm. that was that's maybe my favorite part in the whole game. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't think I would say it was my favorite part. Although maybe now that I now that I can beat them consistently, I would uh-huh. I would change my mind. I just felt like it the because they walk slow and they have a lot of health. It just when you die, the it's just a really tedious to get back to where you were. Um, and you kind of have to like, you know, like you were saying, you kind of have to like hunt them and like play them off of each other and predict their uh-huh. AI. So like even in one room, you know, there's but six you can, guys. You can get around so quick with that dash. But you still have to wait for them to be in the right spot to kill. Them. I mean, it's not literally moving that makes it like. No, you can, you can listen, man, you can get around them. 
I, during those missions, I was like zipping all over the place. Cause the mm. thing is, is like, if they see you and start shooting you, you can just dash, you get invincibility, man. You can get it. You can get out of the room. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, but then there's another guy in the other room and you just die. Listen, I, I, I found that sequence to be uh, really tense and super fun. Mm. I did not find it to be that, but that's okay. <laughs> um, uh, but that, that's another place where I wonder if the, so my controller had already died by then. I had switched to the mouse and keyboard intentionally earlier just because I, mm-hmm. I liked the aiming more, but I had tried to use it again later on just because I was curious and that's when it died. So that mm-hmm. might have been another place where the mouse and keyboard made it, made it hard because any place where you're, uh, uh, where like lots of dashing is important, the mm-hmm. you know the keyboard's just gonna suffer because you can only you can I mean literally can only dash in eight directions, but mm-hmm. uh, practically really only four, and that makes mm-hmm. it very hard to like agilely dash around enemies, yeah, uh, especially in like tight hallways. Uh, I just would often like you know. If I try to dash by them, I just like get stuck in a wall or something. Yeah, that's why so. I that's why I'm like really just surprised that you uh, played so much of the game. This felt like a like a gamepad game to me. It felt like you got to be dashing around. Uh, no, totally. I I just really like to shoot with a mouse. Ideally, I you know the dream is one hand on your gamepad, one hand on your mouse. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there are people that do that. Uh, I forget. I feel like some there are some speedrunners that do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the it, only uh, way you could do it with this one is if you bound, um, you'd have to bind dash to like something with your left hand uh, on the gamepad. Like, uh, I mean, it is know, left, left trigger, trigger in, the, in the Well, yeah, I was using B when I was using Oh, really? Gamepad. At first I was like, left trigger, right trigger is the, because those are the prompts that are on screen and then A and B also do it. But I actually, after I got used to it, I actually really liked the left trigger to dash, right trigger to mm-hmm. hit or shoot. Interesting. Um, I, I found like that. It, did you find like that it, it was really hard well. to see? That's why you didn't like the auto shotgun. Is you can't you can't super fast shoot it with the uh, the trigger. You can hold the trigger down; it'll just full auto. Oh, will it? Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it would definitely like go. <laughs> oh, it's faster than that. It's like ba 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 ba. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe it was. I I really didn't use it that much. I tried it, and I was like, this is this seems good, but I like the other one better. <laughs> um. <laughs> What else have we not talked about? Um, mm, I know what we haven't talked about. Besides, we haven't talked about enough. The the music. Oh yeah, yeah. I I really thought the music in this game was super good. At, first of all, I'm I'm I was so thankful that it didn't have like a synth wave soundtrack. With like based on the look of this game, I was just ready for the most oh, sure. uh, the most like trite like like 80s synth soundtrack i guess if people don't know what synth wave is it's like you know synth driven 80s inspired cinematic music like john carpenter's uh score for halloween like that kind of thing uh i was so first of all i was very thankful that the score was not that and second of all i thought that uh as far as like getting you into the particular scene that you're in and knowing the tone of the different scenes. I thought that it was like just on the right spot or like hitting the right notes every single time. Yeah. I thought the music was great. I also, even the, uh, 
the the final boss music i just love that that mm-hmm. soundtrack uh, specifically um but yeah in general the music is super good uh it just it, it really makes you feel like a badass <laughs> um, yeah yeah throughout the yeah game. it had a, it has a, it had a similar thing of like hotline miami of like some like pounding beats uh and it's like you sure. know, looping uh rythm and adding elements and it i it just really works for this kind of game where you're like you know working your way through rooms or uh you know floors of buildings mm-hmm. and like increasingly uh like being being faced with increasingly difficult scenarios uh but like having that rhythm to like kind of center yourself and like keep you in this uh this mode of trying to survive uh each of these encounters i, I don't know man it just works <laughs> yeah totally yeah huge fan of the music and i I mean, I, I take your point that the this the visuals sort of like uh, almost like say, hey, synthwave incoming. Mm-hmm. But I do feel yeah. like like it's still um, it still felt like the the music and the the yeah, it the visuals were coordinated like really well. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not uh, the obvious choice, but it's still a choice that works aesthetic aesthetically like. Yeah, it's still electronic music. There's still a lot of synths in the soundtrack. It's just not like this very specific 80s pastiche yeah. that has become extremely common, especially in like the scale of games that we play. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of them are like game jam games, so it's kind of like they only have time to think about the most obvious answer uh, for things like music. Sure. Like if a game jam game has music in it to begin with, it's kind of uh, amazing. But yeah, I just I thought that the the music was was hitting all the right notes basically at every moment in this game mm-hmm. uh, for me. Yeah, totally. I bought I, the soundtrack on Steam that. immediately. Oh, did you? Yeah. 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 I think it's good. Um, uh, so I feel like we haven't talked about like like the details of any of the the like sure. sort of middle levels very much. I'm trying to think yeah. what else. Um, what else was coming to mind? Um, well, we should talk about the the big fight that I alluded to earlier. So, oh, with um, all the people coming in on the conveyor belts and stuff. Yeah. So, so basically, you have uh, the first like main level where you're playing as the the main protagonist, where you're fighting a lot of these like sort of dumb uh, characters that just kind of uh, like they're basically zombies. They just kind of walk at you and uh, yeah, throw a few I, punches I at oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I uh, thought you were saying but, like all the characters are dumb, and most no, of them are no. quite dumb. But there are little moments of intelligence that I thought were nice touches, like the fact that they try to throw grenades back at you. I thought Dude, that that yes. was I thought that was great. I was like, oh, uh-huh. oh, a little smarter than I thought. <laughs> and if they and if they run out of ammo, they'll go pick up another gun off the ground yeah, and start yeah. trying to shoot you. Yeah, yeah they're. Uh, I mean, I think. Uh, we've we've hinted at it before but it's just like it feels like every level of this game it's like okay we pick this mechanic we build it off of that but then they also feel tweaked for like difficulty and fun like i'm I'm not entirely sure that uh that there's uh stuff being done here but i get the feeling that like the amount of damage uh, you take and give is like subtly tweaked it just it just feels like there's a very uh, uh, specific uh, authorial uh, intent to each of these levels. They don't feel like I mean, uh, I guess I'll compare this game to something like Hotline Miami, which is uh, this game has a lot in common with uh, and took inspiration from Hotline Miami. Obviously, um, Hotline Miami has a lot more levels. It's uh, probably twice or three times as long as this game. 
but I don't think any of the levels in Hotline Miami quite made me feel the exact same like this the specificity of the encounters in this game i think i love hotline miami i think it's great i think it's really fun in that that like sort of chaotic hyper violent way uh but i i did like that this game like the levels felt just even further like honed like it's not just like oh we built this this level and it's fun to play in uh it they felt like they had been really carefully yeah. like all the all the stuff that wasn't fun or didn't add to it was just like fuck that shit leave it out <laughs> yeah i did feel like uh the, uh the levels were definitely very tight there were even some where it almost felt like uh it approached feeling like a puzzle it was so like so yeah. tight like you could you mm-hmm. could sort of see the logic of the hallways and the yep. the different items and and characters in them and be like oh this is what i need to do yeah and sometimes it yeah. was like like quite literally like that because it was like teaching you what to do so like the first mm-hmm. level where you get the grenades you know there's sure. a the very Grenades obvious on a table U, in a u-shaped room where all the guys are sitting in a corner out of view of you uh-huh. and you just toss a grenade around to kill them um uh-huh. but then it, it sort of like complicates what you think you know about grenades because in the ne- in the next level or maybe two levels afterwards <laughs> you try to do the same thing but the they're positioned so that the guy will just throw the grenade right back at you and you're like oh uh-huh. shit i have to think about that yeah. um so yeah, yeah. it's just like it's a it's a very um there's a lot of like really smart careful choices and it's actually interesting because in that in that blog he talks about how he was trying to build these levels and they were taking so long that he's like all right i'm gonna add proc gen to the game that's popular at the time he totally like developed a full procedural generation system for this game and he's like yeah it doesn't work like the levels it makes are not distinct and interesting so part of the reason that this game didn't get finished for so long is he felt like he couldn't make enough content to, you know, make a long game. And he felt like people would be upset if he made a, a short, really focused game. So he kind of was like, uh, tried this procedural generation thing, but couldn't, couldn't bring himself to like take that approach and then ended mm-hmm. up just putting out the levels he had, uh, which were these six levels. So, I mean, the game is pretty short for, um, you know i guess generally it only takes uh, a couple of hours i think most people or maybe not most people but a lot of people you know if they're spending money on something they want it to last more than two hours but i thought this was a perfect like succinct two hours like every minute of that two hours uh is good you know yeah it took a lot of games took me probably an hour and a half to do the game and an hour and a half on the boss (laughs) the (laughs) final boss which i did i was relieved to see uh multiple people on um on the steam reviews uh have a similar experience so i was like oh thank god i'm not just i'm not just incompetent it is actually very hard um yeah i mean it was it was tough um do we, i mean do we want to talk about the final boss now oh uh, yeah or sure do you want to talk about um, do you want to keep talking about the middle section of the game a little more um i mean if you had something else about the middle section i i don't have anything super specific um yeah let's move on to the final boss so i think there's a lot to say about that fight um Mm. So the first thing to say is, you know, I already spoiled it, uh, but the, <laughs> it's 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 a great sort of like um, like environmental narrative. Like there's not really a story to this game, but it still has a kind of it feels like it has a, a narrative at like a sort of like emotional evocative level. Just that mm-hmm. there's there's sort of like an arc of um, like pace to the game where you're like constantly going up and up this tower you feel like you're approaching some climax and then boom mm-hmm. it's the the chick you played as at the beginning 
Um, mm. So I thought that was that was pretty good. Um, and then also uh, the the fact that it's the first time where you're fighting someone that has a similar move set to you, um, uh-huh. which like for example, dashing. No one else dashes. Yeah, yeah so, the dashing is like oh shit. Yeah, it, the fighting someone else with a dash is super cool as well. Um, mm. Uh, yeah, I already mentioned why I found it so hard, which I think is almost definitely to do with trying to dash with the WASD. Uh, yeah, just that in that fight, you need to be, you know, dashing you so much. And there are mm. there are specific moves that the the um, the boss does that are really hard to dodge in, you know, cardinal directions. So specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when she summons all those javelins and then they all yeah. get shot at you. Uh, if she is uh, above, below, or to your right or left, super easy to, like, I never got hit by them. It was, like, so easy sure. to dodge. If she was to my diagonal, yeah, often you're, would kill you're me. You're going to get hit. I'm just yeah. fucked because oh. it's, like, really hard to to reliably dash at, at a diagonal. Um, I just often, like, slip up and, and get killed. Um uh yeah so there's a lot of stuff like that where it's just like can't quite dash at the right angle another thing i found is that um i'm curious if you noticed that this but it almost seemed like my reach was was further when i was attacking right or left versus when i was attacking up or down that might be another Mm. one of the like weird um perspective perspective things things from the isometric but i just found it a million times easier to to hit the boss from uh, from the right or the left rather than the top or the bottom. Yeah. My guess, my guess is that that's just, uh, a symptom of the, uh, of the perspective and that mm, it just yeah. sort of like feels like it's easier to hit, even if it technically it, what it probably is, is it's just easier to tell. It, it just looks like when you're like below her, it looks mm-hmm. like you, cl- you're closer than you are probably. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, by virtue of your, you know, your character model extending upward. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I was curious what you thought about the AI of the, the final boss, because the, mm. I, I like the way that they tried to, um, you know, try to make the dodging of the boss feel intelligent, like her dashes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it, it worked better in some moments than others, like sometimes it felt mm-hmm. more realistic. Sometimes it just felt like it was like mm-hmm. in just, you know, mashing the dash button, uh, yeah. in response. In to way that made Although it feel that more makes real. it, makes it feel real. Cause you're mashing the dash button. But, uh-huh. um, but sometimes she would dash in like ways that were, you know, so smart that they were, did they didn't feel real. Cause it's like, you know, the, you know, dashing above below to your left and just like exact opposite of where you've gone for like the perfect uh-huh. counterattack. And, you know, if you were playing a one V one, no way that would ever get pulled off by a real person. Um, well, but I think, I think for the most part, the, the, the dashes felt, they felt very alive. Um, and uh-huh. like you were, you know, there was a kind of like dance to it that you were fighting someone yeah. that, that is, is really playing off you. Yeah. I think, I think the thing that makes it feel that way is that, uh, she doesn't just use it to get away. She uses it to close the distance and hit yeah. you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally. And, uh, I also will say at least for me, like the, uh, the like feeling unrealistic of like the way she can, you know, 
dash around you and get this perfect attack it kind of fit because uh if you remember at the beginning of the game like when there were enemies trying to attack you everything went into slow motion so it kind of had this feeling of like everything like this fight is running in slow motion for her and there are those moments when you get those like perfect clashes when you try and hit each other at the same time where Mm -hmm. everything goes in slow motion for a moment and i kind of got the sense that that was like uh i don't know some some sort of uh effect of you you know parrying uh an attack of hers that came at you that you get her time slow that she gets all the time a little bit uh you know like it rubs off on you kind of i obviously i mean I don't know. It just, it also just looks and feels cool. Um, but that's, that's kind of what it, what it felt like to me. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I will agree that this, this is a, a really, uh, a tough fight. I probably did it for like 30 minutes, got kind of frustrated, went and took a break and then came back and beat it the first try. But I also think that first try when I came back, I got kind of lucky because, uh, when I played through the game the second time I got to that final boss, I did it for probably 10 or 15 minutes and then was like, I've done this before. I don't really need to t- do it. Sure. Again. Yeah. Yeah. If I have a complaint about the fight, um, besides, uh, a complaint directed towards my keyboard, uh, it's, um, it's the, it did feel like there was a pretty wide margin of error in the, uh, like the RNG, like just the, mm-hmm. there were, there were fights where, you know, I was just getting really lucky on the attack she was choosing and the moments she was choosing to do them that it made mm-hmm. it really easy. Like, so for example, she does this spin attack that is like super telegraphed. And yeah. so it's very easy to get out of range of it and then counterattack her because she also has a little bit mm-hmm. of a, like, yeah. um, like a pause after she finishes it. And then mm-hmm. likewise for the, when she aims a gun at you, uh, you just rush towards oh, her and sure. hit her and you yeah. can interrupt it. Um uh, and then more, I, I don't precisely know how this, how the, her like counterattacking works, but just kind of like, sometimes you can just run towards her and just smack her. Like just, yeah. uh, and sometimes you can't, uh, and it, it wasn't always clear to me when I was mm. doing, you know, when she would want to counterattack and when she wouldn't, I, I got the most luck of just trying to run in for one quick attack right at the edge of my, uh, of the yeah. reach of my sword. Um, but like sometimes then she'll dash behind you and, uh, hit you three times and you'll dash away and then she'll dash and follow you and you just die. Yeah. So I think, I think yeah. that's something where if you're playing on a gamepad, cause for me, every, every time, like my tactic to do damage is get one hit and immediately dash away. Like, yeah. That's what I did too, but I could only do it. Do. That was my tactic too, but I could only do it from right and left. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying is like when you're playing on a gamepad and it's really easy to like hit and then dash the opposite direction or dash yeah. through, you know, it, it makes it a lot easier to like get in that hit and you can kind of just slowly chipper away mm-hmm. that way. Although there were, there are times where I feel like she could kind of kind of similar to the, uh, the, the guys with like the rapiers, uh, yeah. like in the, in the cathedral level, the sort of glass guys, uh, is that she, she can kind of stun lock you with just like, mm-hmm. you can't even really react. Uh, she can hit you so fast. Um, yeah. Although I'm curious. So when that happened, did you try to mash dash? Um, uh, yeah, usually just out of panic, I would try and like dash away. And, and I'm for curious, the most part, so you, you can and get you away. would be mashing it on the, the left trigger. Uh, yeah. Mm, interesting. So, and did that usually work? Like, were you able to escape that way? Uh, yeah, a lot of the time, uh, the times when it would get hard is when she would go from like comboing you, either she would dash after you and hit you again, 
or she would you would like dash away just to get some distance and then she'd do one of her ranged attacks and your right. health would be so low that you'd just like health so low or you're out of dashes <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh, which we, I, yeah i guess we didn't we didn't talk about the how the dashes work specifically but there is there's a little bit of a uh a specificity to that uh, yeah you have four dashes and then um it you can't dash and then it'll recharge and i think that it's if actually you, three I think my, isn't it say again it's three not four are you and sure that's also and that's also exactly consecutive if you go like one two three yes. then you're done it yes because if you the i how i got the sense it works is it is um any time you like you have a set number of dashes like you have a pool and then mm-hmm. uh whenever you have one that's on cooldown um anytime you haven't dashed for some time limit maybe it's like you know a quarter of a mm-hmm. second or something it will start recharging and mm-hmm. then um because if you if you dash twice and then you know wait half a second you'll have all your dashes back yeah um, i actually i i didn't figure that out until uh my second playthrough uh i or i may i might have figured it out instinctively but i didn't figure it out like actually precisely yeah. as a conscious thought until I was on the helicopter level the second time, which the oh, helicopter sure. level gave me a, a lot of trouble the first time because of what we talked about earlier. Oh, and then the second time I beat it first try, partially because I had like just learned the the path to take through the level, but also right. uh, it was uh, the first time I was playing, I was like getting out of cover. Once he stopped shooting, getting out of cover, all three dashes and then running behind the cover. Whereas actually what works a little better is just like dash once, wait a moment, dash, but then you're never, then you never don't have a dash when you really need to like a get out of jail free card. Because if you like dash and then give it enough time to where you're resetting the cooldown, then you can kind of just like always have at least one in your pocket. Uh, and two, yeah. if you really need, to, if you really need like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Sure. I, yeah, I found that, I, I kind of like the just three quick dashes and then hide behind an obstacle thing. I mean, I mean it, it, it worked for sure. Yeah. Um, I felt a little bit more in control when uh, I was yeah. like thinking more co- rather than just like, oh, I'm just going to damn jash or jam. Yeah, dash I guess gonna come out I guess come I think out. that it depends on which part of the level you're in, because when you're in those sure, long sure. hallways, uh, you know, having oh, a yeah. dash ready will not help you because uh, no, because no, if no. the if the thing is shooting, uh, you know, um, parallel if the bullets uh-huh. are parallel to you dashing, you know, you'll die anyways. So uh-huh. uh, I, I, I think you might be right that it's good to have a dash, you know, in your back pocket, but only when you're in a spot where you could dash left or right to get out of the, the path of the bullets. Because I, I, I was trying to, you know, at the, the very beginning of that level, when you're still like learning how it works, I was trying to dodge the bullets. And that just is not a thing you can do because no, um, no, they will just kill you so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that level I I actually didn't find it super hard with the exception of one specific part where um mm. it's it's very deviously designed, but it's kind of like with the mm. the spot where the helicopter will probably be, you want to uh-huh. be hiding on the other side of a pillar, but there's a but dude there's with like a machine gun uh-huh. who can see you right there. So it's very like like Is it, it the guy who's like up a level from you? uh he's like on the other side of a gap yeah he's on the other side of a gap yeah dude that guy man so Uh you know you have to try to you either have to kind of um get lucky on the positioning of the helicopter or try to keep the the pillar between both of you or just kill him you just gotta mark that guy yeah Yeah, you just gotta mark that guy my that's what i did most often but 
it was mm-hmm. uh, there was a few times when because the helicopter doesn't follow a fixed path at all. It's totally like yeah in response to where you're moving. So some some uh, play th- like some attempts uh, when I got mm-hmm. to that spot, the helicopter was on the same side as him. So it was easy to to hide from both of them. But that was just getting lucky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, if we don't have a ton of like, I don't know how many other you thought ha- thoughts you had there. I, I think we're kind of like wrapping up here, but I did want to shout out just how like legible this game is. Um, other than the isometric issues, um, you know, that, that pop up a few places. I think like the, the, uh, visual language of everything that's happening on the screen is super readable, like with the enemies and with your guns, uh, everything yeah. like you never have to stop and think about anything in that regard. You can kind of just like keep moving. It, I think it's what helps make it, uh, you know, feel really good. And obviously we've talked about juice, quote unquote juice a thousand times <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, and obviously all of those little juicy tweaks are, are in this game. Um, but I, I just wanted to shout out how, how, uh, easily readable it is to the the lizard brain as you're like hauling ass around trying to uh yeah uh, you know kill stuff i i think uh that's one regard and that it, i definitely think it's better than hotline miami uh uh it just you know you can you can always tell where shit is uh or like who's shooting you uh what the status of you is whether or not you're out of bullets like all that stuff just kind of yeah uh I felt like was really, really well done. And I, I also felt like the the design of the enemies was really good for, you know, yep. What, yep. as soon as you've met the enemy once, you, you know, you'll immediately know what their moveset is the second you see them. Mm-hmm. And then even, even new enemies, uh, s- sometimes you'd be able to guess kind of what they're going to do before they even attack you. Like uh, yeah. after you've seen the big guys early on, and when you find yeah. when you see those big uh, what are they the big suit guys on the train you're like I uh-huh. bet those guys take more hits um, yeah I bet so, you those guys can kill you really fast yeah exactly so you you can kind of uh, put it together and I think throughout the game that was mostly mostly pretty good and just um, now that I think about it another thing uh, um, uh, on the the level where you're fighting those like weird glass dudes um, yeah 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 uh, so I good. felt like they you know even though at the level of color, there is nothing distinguishing them. Their mm-hmm. their weapons and their move sets are so sort of distinct. Un- distinct that you can usually, you know, just by looking at them, you're like, like there are a few sequences when like ten of them will spawn all at once, and you know, you just glance at them, and you're like, oh god, that's ten sword guys. You know, I need to get away from yeah. melee range. Well, the way they spawn in too is they kind of like appear and they they each have a distinct pose and they have yes. their weapon like prominently yes. displayed. Like the sword guys sort of like hold it up in front of their face. The 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 javelin guys like kind of have it yep. down closer to their yep. chest. And then the disc guys. This guys do exactly this like, they're holding yeah. Up. But they, they have a disc. They, yeah, they have a disc. Oh, we didn't even talk about the disc. The disc is so cool. It's the disc Tron was super cool. Oh, I, I thought the disc was super fun, but uh, strategically maybe it was not the, the best part of the game just because like you can't aim it. You just like launch it in the general oh, direction of them. Too. Well, you can't, uh, you, you can't can aim, aim the bouncing, I should say. Like, like you can aim yeah, one you can. or two. Geometry, baby. You can aim one or two bounces, but it just like, well, it, yeah, it but covers you can also just level. intercept it really easily. Clearly, yeah. clearly you haven't ever played wind jammers. So dude, uh, I, you, 
obviously the best strat like there were so many parts of that level where you were fighting so many guys that the best strategy I mean, for the disc yeah, definitely. was to launch it at the wall and let it ricochet back and forth well yeah absolutely i'm not going to disagree with you that that however you 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 definitely can aim it and you can pick which wall you're going to throw it off of to like okay, yeah the most well, totally guys. that wasn't that wasn't my point my point is okay. that though once you've let it go uh it's in god's hands like the the sort of like but Those, you can dash into it, and if you if you if it touches you, you just grab it. That's the, for me. That's well, the thing that makes it not totally yes, random. It's like you can get back control of it, uh, yes. pretty easily. You don't have to hit a button to grab it. Yes, that's true. Um, and there are, uh, yeah, and I mean, you want to be doing that in some of the places. I, I was specifically talking about the the parts of that level where you're just like swamped with dudes. Yeah, like, yeah, which in those in those moments, you're definitely supposed to just be panic throwing the discs yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I guess there's only one last thing that I wanted to bring up, and it's that uh, I also like that the enemies can kill each other. Uh, and, oh, and there yeah, are a few yeah. moments where that saved my skin, specifically like those big dudes doing their big swing, killing guys. And also the SWAT guys. I found the SWAT shotgun guys, especially they would just whip around and start blasting. You, you get them to kill like two or three of their buddies. If you were, yeah. if you were sneaky about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I loved this game, Jordan. I, I, I can tell. Can Blake. tell. <laughs> um, well, do you want to tell the people about what we're playing next week or should I tell them? Uh, sure. I can tell them. So, uh, I mean, I guess I should say in closing, uh, if you thought this sounded interesting, you should definitely check out lithium city on steam mm. and, uh, purchase it for yourself. Uh, well worth the eight dollars. Yeah, only eight opinion. bucks, so totally worth it. Um, uh, so next week we'll be playing a game by the name of Blaseball. Now that's not baseball. That's Blaseball, <laughs> as in like a portmanteau of Blake and baseball. I don't think that's actually what it is, but that's I don't how think it, it is. That's either. how it's spelt. Um, uh, really hard to explain <laughs> what this is, uh, but it's a game. Um, I'll just read, like, I'll just read the it's first like bizarre the first, world fantasy baseball. The first couple. Yeah. It's like fantasy baseball, but surreal and mm-hmm. not just fantasy baseball. The here's the, mm-hmm. the beginning of the description. Baseball is baseball at your mercy. Baseball perfected. Our players are inhuman. They play day and night rain or shine. They never grow sick. They never tire. So that's, uh, just a, a little, uh, you know, a little teaser of, of what it is, but it's, it's like fantasy baseball, except weirder. So, um, so that's what we'll be playing, uh, next, uh, next week. If you, yeah, would you can like, find this at a uh, blaseball.com. Yes. Just, by the way, this one's, this one's really easy to find. So, uh, um, uh, but if you forget that URL, we will also, uh, put it in the description to our new episode, which we tweet out on our Twitter, uh, at edgeguardcast. So if you want updates to new episodes as well as um, uh, links uh, to the games we play, uh, you should follow us there at EdgeGuardCast. Uh, uh, all the podcast um, news, updates, that sort of thing is there. Uh, and if you have a recommendation for a game you'd like us to play, uh, that's also where you can uh, send us a message or uh, add us, and we will see that. We're always looking for for new games. We, we release an episode every week, so a lot of room uh, to, to see what you have. Um, So, baseball next week, and we will talk to you then.